Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Learner's Corner podcast. This is the podcast for lifelong learners where we learn about different topics, people, organizations, and events. My name is Caleb Mason, and this is my co-host, Todd Hicksonbaugh. Today, we are going to be learning about Starbucks. So today we're talking with a friend of mine named Jesse Gearhart, and uh, he he works at Starbucks. And his I love his title so much. His title is Coffee Master, and uh, so I was talking with him a little bit about it before we started. And I said it sounds like a five year old came up with the title, but we all know that Starbucks probably paid a lot of money to come up with that title. Uh, it just sounds kind of awesome. But Jesse is like a coffee expert. Like the dude knows ridiculous amounts about coffee. And he also knows a lot about just Starbucks as an organization. And so we brought him in just to talk a little bit about what Starbucks is, um, the kind of stuff that they do, and, and, and just the brand and coffee in general. And so this is a really interesting interview for us just to be able to talk with him about all of those different types of things. Yep. And we're going to go to that conversation right now. Welcome to the podcast, Jesse Gearhart. Thanks, Caleb. Glad to be here. Yeah, so we're going to be talking with Jesse about Starbucks and really his role with Starbucks. So, Jesse, why don't you tell us a little bit about your history and what your current role is? Yeah, absolutely. So I've been with Starbucks for four and a half years. Uh, my current title, as everyone knows now, is Coffee Master. Um, it is a much sought-after title in the coffee world, and so I'm very glad to have it. Um, so I've been actually at the same Starbucks store, which is Noble's Pond in Jackson Township, uh, near Canton, Ohio, um, and I've absolutely loved it. So what does a coffee master do? Yeah, so essentially I still retain a lot of the roles I had as just a, a normal barista but with extra stuff. Um, one of the perks of the job is I get my own apron. It's all black, and it says Coffee Master on it. it has my name embroidered on it, so everyone knows that I'm better than them. <laughs> um, and so one of the big parts of the job for me is education. And so I not only teach fellow partners, um, which is what we call each other at Starbucks. We're just very familial. Um, so we're all partners, you know. Um, and so I teach my fellow partners as well as customers kind of about coffee, growing regions, processing methods, flavor varieties, why coffee tastes the way it does, which coffees are different, why are these two coffees different. Um, and I also have the authority to put on public coffee seminars under the Starbucks logo. So if I really wanted to one day, I could set up a booth on the side of the road, do coffee tastings, and like, and like essentially kind of have my own yeah, a seminar, I guess, is really the only word I can use. It's just, yeah, I just, hey, come learn about coffee for me. That's what I'm here to do. Um, so that's one of the cool things. So that's essentially what a coffee master does. And so, for example, like today at work, um, we have a seasonal coffees that come out every few months. Um, and so every January, we have my favorite coffee come out called Gassi Cielo. And so that should come out, I believe, next week. And... So this morning when I came into work today, I did a coffee tasting with my partners and the guys like, this is our seasonal coffee for the next few months. Like, this is what it's all about. And so I made a French press of it, shared it with everyone. We talked about it, kind of all got on the same page and then, you know, started our work day. So, yeah. That sounds ridiculously <laughs> awesome. And dude, especially like doing a seminar. I did one about coffee innovation one time and like had like, like, Probably about 10 people show up. Like, I had them just had a sign up sheet. I like gave out prizes and like we all did a coffee tasting together. We talked about the history of coffee and where it came from. And oh, it's, it's always an absolute blast to do it. Wow. That is really cool. <laughs> like, Caleb and I are sitting here, like, you guys can't see us, but like, we're sitting here, like, holy cow. Like, that is really awesome. <laughs> That's right. Okay. So, you've talked a little bit about this already, but what. What separates Starbucks like from uh, the normal coffee shop down the street? Yeah, no, absolutely. So like anything in life, there are pros and cons to it. 
Um, and so I would say some of the biggest pros uh, that Starbucks offers is customization. There is not a coffee shop like on the planet that can get to the level of customization, the level of specific- specificity. I think that's a specificity. word. Specificity um, that we can. If you want, if you're just like a black coffee guy, like we got you. We got twelve different core coffees they can pick from. We have multiple seasonal coffees. We have reserved coffees. Like you can get down to the very nitty gritty. Like you can come in and be like, I want a coffee that's earthy, that's bold with a caramely sweetness, and be like, I got you, espresso roast. Stuff like that. Or you can come in and you can be like, um, can I get a venti, non-fat, no water, no foam, seven pump, extra hot chai tea latte, <laughs> double cupped, and with three sleeves, two stoppers, and if you could just carry it to my car? We get those people too. <laughs> and that was a real drink that I listed. There's a woman who gets that drink every day. She doesn't talk like that. She's actually a sweetheart. But that's her drink every day. And so uh, she brings her own sleeves. Um, which is great. She's fantastic, though. So I think that's the biggest pro to Starbucks is just having that customization. Like, you can come in and get literally whatever you want. There is almost no options. Like, if there is a product that we sell in our store, we can throw it in your drink. We've had people just, like, put heavy cream in, like, a chai. We've had people come and, like, get, like, scoop of fruit and, like, throw it into their latte. Like, whatever it is that you want, like, we'll do it. I think that is probably the biggest pro to Starbucks that really sets us apart. Um, to, for example, like, you can't really go to Dunkin' Donuts and be that specific. Um, so I would say that's one major, major thing, like, practical thing, I think, that separates um, Starbucks. And not only that, like, talk a little bit about, like, even they have, they were, like, the first one really doing the app, even. I mean, everybody's all about apps now, mm-hmm. and, and, and especially in the coffee world. But we see even now Chipotle having an app. And all these other places in it. I don't know. In my memory, I think Starbucks was really the first one to put that app on the map in terms of like being so accessible to people with the customization stuff still that you're talking mm-hmm. about. Like, what's that? What's the what's the app and how that all works? Yeah. with that. How does that talk a little mm-hmm. bit about that? Yeah. So the Starbucks mobile app, super super popular. Um, Starbucks has a rewards program, and you can access it by going to Starbucks.com/rewards. Um, all it takes is you just get a gift card like normal. You activate it. Um, if Sign up, basically sign up on the website to kind of have your own member profile. And then if you're a normal human being, you have a smartphone and, you know, you download the app and, you know, you link it to your account and then you can use your phone essentially as a gift card. It will bring up a barcode and you can manage your account. You can reload. You can set it to auto reload. Um, And it makes um, so from a business standpoint, it removes cash handling, which in a lot of businesses, especially entry level, like um, uneducated, like not uneducated. What's the word? unskilled labor positions. So a lot of times you see one of the biggest problems with those is employees like stealing money or misplacing or mismanaging money. And so the Starbucks app, like one of its original original intents was to kind of remove the cash handling aspect from a lot of people. It's easy. We hit a button, it says Starbucks card on our side. They pulled their phones up to the IR scanner and like everyone's happy. Um, and so that's great. And then of course we have mobile order pay, um, which Actually, the idea I came from Chipotle. Day. Yeah, the idea actually came from Chipotle. They are the first ones actually in like the industry to do that. <coughs> and so, but Starbucks was definitely one of the first to use like the, the sure. app just in general. And so Starbucks was like, well, let's just go ahead and add that to our already awesome repertoire. And so now we have customers that are able to come in, or customize everything before they even get there. And they used to pick it up, but they can still get a warm, friendly greeting from us, and they're still going to get a quality handcrafted beverage. So, yeah, that's really awesome. Okay, so the next thing I want to ask you about is that for some people, Starbucks has become more than just a coffee company. Mm-hmm. Like it's become literally a part of their lives. <laughs> yeah. And I just want to 
That's yes, right. Like Todd. It literally has. Yes, we have a grown man who comes in five times a day. Like it's not me. It's not me. I promise. It's that's not me. And the thing is, like, that's a normal behavior now. <coughs> like, ten years ago, that would have been considered almost like a strange. Like, why is why is like, why is a grown man going to a coffee shop five times a day? But like for this guy, he tr- like his job is online. He does sales, so for him, it's very practical to come in with his laptop and work and just you know for a while get some coffee, go out to his car, go somewhere, get lunch, come back. Um, and he's like the coolest dude ever. Like where he's like a part of our family. You know what I mean? And that's one of the cool aspects of Starbucks is it's very familial. Um, so he comes in, we're like, what's up, dude? You know, we already know what he wants. As soon as you see him walk in, we're already making his drink. Cause we know he gets the same thing every time. Um, and so that's one of the cool things about it. Okay. I think you've already answered my question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. <laughs> so what has led Starbucks to like become like that? I mean, you mentioned the family part of it mm-hmm. and that's got, that's gotta be a huge thing. Yeah, so Starbucks, in the Starbucks world, we have something called the third place. So you have home, you have work, and then you have Starbucks. And so that is something that we strive for, that we continue to create this third place for people, um, for a place to go. Um, One of the beautiful things about coffee is it brings people together, regardless of race, national origin, creed, sexuality, whatever it is. Like, everybody likes coffee. Not even lying about that. That's <laughs> yeah. so true. Right. You know, and I love that Starbucks is just like the go-to place, especially here in Canton, Ohio. I mean, we have some great mom-and-pop coffee shops, absolutely, mm-hmm. and I frequent them because I love coffee. Um, but I think Starbucks is like your go-to place around here. Someone's like, what do you do? Let's go to Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Let's go hang out. Like, where's the like, – for me, the place where, like, oh, I'm meeting somebody, I'm meeting them at Starbucks. You know, it's that third place. It's that feeling of home, um, and that's one of my favorite aspects about the job. So what would you say are, like, some – tangible things that Starbucks does to create that third place type of feel. Yeah. Um, I think one of the biggest things is, so we are basically required to not only learn customers' names as soon as possible, but learn their orders as soon as possible. Um, and so coming along with that, we know that like name is identity. And so often when you don't know someone's name, there's always going to be like this awkward gap. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, being men, it's so much easier. Hey bro. Hey dude. You know, um, but by identifying the person and like finding a commonality, which is, oh, your beverage, let's talk about that. So we're forming common ground with them based on their love for coffee um, and as well as our love for coffee. And I think that really helps to do that so they can walk in. Uh, I mean, I can go through like my morning routine and see the guys that come in. We have Roger, we have Bob, we have Joe, we have Dave, we have Fanai, we have Gary. There's the other Gary. We have Kim, we have Elisa, like all these people, you know, that come in on a daily basis and like, we know their stories and they know our stories. And so for me, like I'm a storyteller at heart, it's my passion. And so being able to live life with these people tell my story to them and then learn their story as well, really makes it feel like home. So for a lot of people, we'll come to our Starbucks specifically um, because it just feels like home to them. Um, and a lot of these older guys, um, there are a bunch of retired guys will sit. And then we have this little corner spot in our store. I won't, Todd, you've been there, so you've seen it. Yep. Um, and there's just there's like these four comfy chairs on a little table. And all these older gentlemen... I've seen uh, the guys, too. Like, exactly. I've seen them. They're so real people, about. flesh and blood. They and actually exist. And the best part <clears throat> is none of them knew each other until the store opened. They all started coming at separate times. We're like, oh, like, Dave, you need to meet Bob. Bob, you need to meet Roger. Like, Roger, you need to meet Joe. And now they all hang out every single morning getting the same thing. Roger gets his half-calf. Bob gets his tall, whatever's freshest. Dave gets his grande decaf with extra non-fat milk. Like, and they come in and they just hang out. You know, Joe gets his venti dark roast with his USA Today. And they just they talk about life, sports, management. I and mean, they're all business guys. They're all, you know, corporate people. So... Um, yeah, and I think that creates that family environment. And also even for people who aren't necessarily there, 
when you see the same people all the time, it creates familiarity. And like, oh, I feel like I've been here before, or I feel like this is like familiar. Same thing like in music, why like we have like the chorus because it's that sense of familiarity, even if you've only heard the song for the first time. And so I think coming to a Starbucks and seeing these people and seeing the way they interact with us and us with them, and then you coming a second time and seeing the exact same people creates this familiarity about it, um, which for us as humans, home is home is the place that feels most familiar to us. Mm-hmm. And so I think Starbucks helps to really foster that environment. Okay, I want to go back to something you said earlier. You sure. said that one of your key things is to memorize like people's names and drinks. Mm-hmm. Do you have any strategies for that that you use <laughs> to memorize that? Dude, just old school, like, just repetition. Um, it's like when you it sounds just, like they come in every day, so it's not that hard. It, and, that's, and that's exactly gotcha. it, because they're constantly coming in, and, like, you know, when the same person comes in, like, all the time. And we have to ask their names to put them on their cups anyways. Mm-hmm. And so, like, and even the people who have, like, really cool, unique names, like, you just, like, get to know them. And it may take a little longer. We have a, a wonderfully nice lady coming. Her name is Fanai. She's from Ethiopia. Uh, just got a really cool story, um, and she always gets a venti americano steamed enough at milk. And she she started coming in last summer. So she first started coming. Her and her husband, um, and so we just started like I always ask her like, oh, because I love names. Like I study languages as a hobby. Like so I'm like, oh, what's the word of your name? What's the etymology? Um, and she's kind of talking all from Ethiopia and all this stuff. I'm like, it's awesome. And so getting you know, her story through that, and then it's like we'll remember her name because we, now we have something to apply behind that name. It's like, oh yes, that's sure. so awesome. This is her. And then her drink just comes along with that, and it's just coming in every day. It just gets easier um, to remember. Even the complicated ones, um, there's just certain characters who come in every day and just, you know, like the one I told you earlier, like the venti, seven pump, non-fat, no water, no foam, extra hot chai tea latte. Like, she comes in every day, so, like, you just you just make get used to making it. And it's funny because you start, especially through the drive through because sometimes it's harder to get to know someone's name in a drive through Right. We just know people by the drink. Oh, here comes, you know, Grandin's skinny upside down with whipped cream macchiato. Or oh, here comes decaf ice venti, sugar-free vanilla, non-fat Americano. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then eventually we're like, then that's when we start asking names. Like, hey, we've seen you come in like every day this week. Like, who are you? What are you all about? You know? <laughs> so just good old repetition to answer your question. That's awesome. It's so impressive. He just rattles. You guys can't see him again, but he like rattles these things off like it's just <laughs> nothing. And yeah. Caleb and I are just looking at each other like, dang. <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah, that's 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 fun. So how how has how is Starbucks like in, in working there? Mm-hmm. Uh because you're you're a pretty deep guy. Like you let you, you you know. Um how has Starbucks made you better like as a person? Because it seems yeah. like coffee and Starbucks is really a major part of your world. Yeah. So like how has that made you better? That's a great question. <clears throat> I think so for me, part of my story is I've just always been impatient. I'm like the classic, let's rush into things without thinking about it. Because that's just easier. And Starbucks has forced me to be patient and um, to take to take the little things more seriously. Um, in the sense of, for example, um, beverage routines. Like Starbucks has spent millions of dollars researching the fastest, most efficient way to make high-quality beverages. And so little things, like it's very easy to kind of get slack and do what you want, but then having to like sit down and be like, no, like I had to stick to these standards because they truly are the fastest, they truly are the most efficient, and they get the job done. Um, and then being patient with customers. Um, so Starbucks is a treat for most people. Um, it's the same kind of thing of going to buy an Apple computer. Um, you're paying a portion of what you're paying for the label as well. And so for a lot of people, it's like it's a treat. But the thing is, the, things, the thing about luxury is that when it's no longer a luxury for you, you develop entitlement. Mm. 
and there's a lot of customers. Let me rephrase that. There is a good portion of customers who will come in and will have a sense of entitlement. Like, this is my Starbucks. This is, like, my drink. Like, either you made it wrong. Um, so one of the most frustrating aspects of the job is is a customer's inability to see our own humanness, like, that we're going to make mistakes. Like, I'm sorry you wanted five pumps instead of three. I just didn't see it. It was a mistake. Um, and so some people just don't take kindly to that. Some people were very impatient as well. Um, I think you've been there on a Saturday morning. Yes. It will be drive through wrapped all around it's the building. ridiculous. Wrapped all the way on inside, and then people are like... You can't even <sighs> sit in the inside. Right. Like the line's practically out the door. And then yeah. people are waiting for complaining four minutes for their latte. Yeah. Like, well, have you, have you opened your eyes and looked around, you know? And so then when a customer is like, are you making my drink? Like, where's my drink? And like, have, I've had to learn to be patient and be like, your drink is coming. I apologize for your wait, but please understand we're going as fast as possible. Um, and so learning that, that delicate balance of authority and gentleness, which is a very hard quality, um, especially just for my personality because I'm very intense. I'm always like, let's go, or I'm always like, let's chill. So everything I do is extreme, and so for me to kind of be more reserved but still authoritative um, has been a challenge. I think Starbucks has really helped me to to foster that, and especially becoming a coffee master because um, now I kind of have some extra authority under my belt. So when someone like has a question about coffee, they come to me, and like they trust me in that. And so then there's also that kind of responsibility of like, so if there is like low coffee sales in my store, like that falls on me. If, you know, our espresso shots are, the timings are wrong. Like if it's not good quality espresso, that's on me. Um, and so learning to be diligent in that and ensuring coffee quality across the board in my store. Talk to us a little bit more about like coffee master. I mean, I know at the beginning we talked a little bit about like what that mm-hmm. entails, what that is. But like I, I hear, I, you know, everybody talks about the Starbucks barista and it's oftentimes the joke um, with, with colleges like, well, you don't want to just leave you know, college and go and work at Starbucks behind right. the counter. But, like, it sounds like coffee master, like, being a coffee master and this kind of thing, there, there is, like, that is actually a really cool thing to attain. Yeah. So, like, talk to us a little bit about um, about that, the, the training yeah. and, and how, like, the process of, of working up to that and, mm-hmm. like, kind of how that works. Yeah, absolutely. So, it's <laughs> a six-month program um, that you work um, together with corporate with. Um, so, each district has a a master of coffee masters, essentially. Um, and so there was the current, that current person in our district um, actually um, just retired. So she's not actually with the company anymore. So I'm not sure who the cur- actual the current, current one is, but the one I trained with anyways, um, her name was Beth. And so she was been a coffee master for years. And so during the process, um, we would have, we were given um, like reading material. There's a special book that comes from corporate. Um, and it's one of those things where it's like, it doesn't explicitly say like confidential, um, but it's one of those things like, hey, we talk about Starbucks business practices in this manual, and this isn't like a public document. Um, and so I have like, so we would go through one of the books, and each chapter um, would talk about a specific subject, whether it be coffee growing regions, the roasting process, um, how coffee is processed in different countries, how is it shipped, how does Starbucks buy coffee. Um, so we would go through each chapter, and we would do a conference call with the other coffee masters as well as the master of masters. Um, and so that was a neat process. And then to end it all, we had to do a, a, a corporate presentation. So we had to not only present to our own store manager, but the master of masters and then our district manager who's in charge of, you know, the eight or so stores in our area. Um, and so that was awesome. I love, I love those moments when, like, you have to, like, put you're, you're on the spot, but, like, you know exactly what you're doing. 
And then that's where I shine, like like anyone would. Like that's just like the best place to be. And so it was really awesome to go in into that. Um, so yeah, does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. Um, so the the book that both of us have have read. It, by the way, we're both obsessed with Starbucks. Like <laughs> I'm more obsessed than he is. But that's because I also work in Canton. And he doesn't, and so there, right. he doesn't work in a town that there are Starbucks. Both of us are go to Starbucks all the time. Well, one of the books that, that that we've read is is the book Onward that the mm-hmm. the CEO the CEO, Howard the Schultz CEO, Howard Schultz is, yes. is he the CEO president currently yeah he's going to be taking a kind of a more passive role in the company right. and someone's going else is going to be stepping in so we, we both read that book and there was just so much like behind the scenes that we saw in that book I think Caleb mm-hmm. knows what I'm talking about like there's so much behind the scenes that people don't see mm-hmm. or know about that has gone into. Um, it, Starbucks as a brand as a product. Yeah, and so when you when we hear stuff like this, it's just so fascinating. At least it is to me, just to mm-hmm. kind of hear that you know this is a transferable thing that they're passing on to people. Like this is a thought out thing. Right. Um, just how much thought. So talk to like talk to us a little bit about the thought and how much thought is really put into everything, even from in the store. Yeah. Um. Pers- like the design like layout. The, even the design is is mm-hmm. so thought out. It goes yeah. back to this familial setting that you yeah. talked about. So one of the most awesome aspects of Starbucks is something we have called Cafe Practices, which stands for Coffee and Farmer Equity or Coffee and Farmer Equality. And so what that means, so Starbucks essentially has taken fair trade and taken it to the next level and on a global scale for massive corporations. And so it deals with um, so like economic accountability. So the, the people we're buying from, the coffee providers, we're making sure that like we're getting receipts for everything. We're seeing where our money is going. Um, we're doing so checking our social responsibility with these companies um, and these farmers that making sure they're not hiring any slave labor, that there's fair wages, fair living conditions for them. Um, we're doing um, as well as in, um, environmental leadership. We're ensuring that the environments, like if we're having to, like, for example, take down a wetland to put a farm, that that wetland is being, you know, put somewhere else, that they're not only learning um, good agricultural ideas, but also good practices. And so when they're out there farming, learning how to conserve water, how to process correctly and not affect the environment, how to reduce the use of herbicides and pesticides. And then all of this to, to end on the final point, which is a premium product. And so the biggest complaint I receive is that Starbucks is too expensive. And again, as I said earlier, like you are putting a part of that in for the the brand and the marketing, but Starbucks coffee, I think, truly is. I'm not just saying it's because I work for the company, but I really believe it's on like the next level than a lot of places, especially to like a place like Dunkin' Donuts or something like that. They don't quite compare because we go to such great lengths to ensure that every farmer we buy from meets our ridiculously high standards. And so when you're paying $1.95 for a 12-ounce cup of coffee, it's going to those four aspects I talked about. So premium quality, social responsibility, economic accountability, environmental leadership. And so through that... Like, just like you said, it's like this, like this, this really like well thought out process. And so making sure that every single, so they call like from, from the bean to the last 10 feet, the last 10 feet is kind of you approaching the counter. So up to that point, like the coffee is just taking care of your coffee is tasted on, on average 26 times before you can purchase it 26 times. And there is a group of people in Seattle that their entire job is to test coffee. So coffee is not only tested. How do I get that job? Right, exactly. And that's the thing is like a majority of store managers in Starbucks were partners at one point. Like you just start off as a partner, you move up, you learn management skills. Starbucks will pay for your college. Um, Like you can progress through the company. And so Starbucks 
is all about taking care of its employees. And through that well thought out process, I think fosters just everything else because we have Starbucks chefs at corporate. We have like who think of all of our food ideas. You know, we have Starbucks interior designers who think out the layout of the stores. You know, um, it's the coffee masters who eventually become coffee like roast masters, and and they're the ones who come up with the different blends. Like Christmas blend was invented by you know the the roasters in Starbucks and so um, different things like that and so through all these well thought out processes Starbucks um, loves to loves to loves to hire from within and like bring those people to a certain special speciality which Coffee Master is kind of a gateway for a lot of that um, and actually as of this year it is now required for anyone in a management position to be a Coffee Master and so Starbucks is really pushing like coffee knowledge and coffee care um, because that's the core of our business so Okay, so you've talked a lot about people coming up through Starbucks, mm-hmm. you know, starting out as partner and then working their way up. In order to do that, you have to treat your employees well enough that they want to stay with you. Exactly. So talk a little bit about that, like some of the things that Starbucks does to care for their employees. Yeah, uh, the biggest thing is benefits. Um, you can come into a you know unskilled labor position and get full benefits. Um, and for and because it's like an unskilled labor position, thirty hours is considered full time, and so you can get full time benefits working thirty hours a week, you know, without having a college education. And then Starbucks will actually pay for your education as long as you commit to like staying with the company throughout the process. Um, and of course, there's like some catches, like you can't necessarily just get a degree in like whatever. Like it has to be something that would somehow benefit the company in a way. Um, but there's still like some more outliers like you can um, like you can go get an English major like through Starbucks, even though like that may not directly like be a useful tool through the company. But their their hopes and goal is to foster the, like we always say we want to nurture the human spirit. Um, it's like one cup, one neighborhood at a time. And so that kind of goes on with that idea. So the fact that we get college education, full benefits. Um, so for example, so I, I think you probably know I have a bunch of health problems and stuff. And so when I had to like go on medical leave, like I got medical leave as an unskilled laborer, like I'm pretty sure McDonald's doesn't have like a medical, I mean, they may, but like, you know, like, so that's a huge yeah. thing. So I was able to yeah. get medical leave, you know, without, um, you know, I get stock in the company. I'm a stockholder, like in the company, they just give you stock. Like if you work every year. They give you more stock for every year that you're here. You get like so many, like, and they, so they call it restricted stock units. So like they store kind of like in this account for a year and then you can invest them um, into just either independent stock units or you can liquidate them and push them out. So, you know, I have a, a I'm not like a lot of money in that, but there's, there's still free money. It's essentially a company just giving me money to be there. Um, so there's that. Obviously you get free coffee all the time. We get a, we get a free pound of coffee a week, free drinks while we're working, free food while we're working. Um, yeah, this is it's a ton, and just the environment to be there, and the people are the the reason I stay, the reason I go, like the customers, my coworkers, um, and to do it all under the umbrella of a company that I highly respect. It's an honor. Wow, that's a that's that's a lot. Um, <laughs> like we, I don't know. I guess we we talk all the time. Um, so in our world, you know, we work in churches, but but we also look a lot at, at other corporations and businesses mm-hmm. and how organizations are doing things. Yeah. And it really sounds like Starbucks is doing things that like nobody else is doing, or at least they're at the forefront of kind yeah. of pushing this thing forward. Mm-hmm. So how, how do you, when, when you think of Starbucks, where do you see it in, in its place of, of like being this forerunner and they're kind of doing these things that nobody else is doing and yeah. thinking of it. And what do you see in terms of its place um, kind of is pushing that in our society because I mean Starbucks is a pretty big thing in our society. So yeah. Talk a little bit about how 
um, you see just from your perspective them them kind of being out in front of just doing things that nobody else is doing because it's just <laughs> yeah they just always all the time I hear about it they're like there's nobody doing that like that's right. crazy yeah um, I think the mobile app was huge they were like really behind that in the beginning I'm getting that forward um, some of the biggest things is the a lot of it has to do, I think, with like the perks of the company. Um, so one of the big things, another great perk is um, Starbucks is very supportive of not only just like its employees, as I've just talked about, but like the customers as well. How do we serve them? I'm doing things like I'm um, really I'm pushing on the forefront of like giving out coffee. Um, we donate like we are actually allotted funds to like just give out to the community, um, which is fantastic. So being next to a YMCA, like we are constantly like, donating coffee. Um, things like that. So I think um, Star- Starbucks is, is definitely a liberal company, but I think there are there are definitely benefits with that. They're always in the forefront of pushing for um, equality, um, for education. Um, Starbucks is really big on actually providing. Um, so one of the big things is so Starbucks will actually provide micro loans to farmers um, in kind of more developing nations or more impoverished situations. So for example, this past growing season, there was a really bad breakout of, of the coffee rust virus, which just essentially like you watch your plants just rust away. It's just this virus eats away at the plant. Um, and it's devastating. It just destroys your crops. And so Starbucks gave out all of these interest-free loans. I believe they were just free. Maybe I'm wrong in believing that, but essentially they gave out loans um, to these farmers and provided capital, everything they needed to continue to make it to the next growing season, um, just because they wanted to foster um, that community, foster those people in those environments. I'm setting up centers for people to not only get jobs, but to also learn and study coffee, to grow their own coffee. Um, and even in the same thing, um, I can learn all this I want about coffee, and then five years down the road, I could open up my own coffee shop with the knowledge I know, and there would not be any hard feelings. There would be no like non-competition type feels. I mean, I can't work at another coffee shop while working at Starbucks mm-hmm. per se. Um, you, if you if it's one of those things where it's obviously not going to compete, then they, they let you do that, which I think is another thing cool because they just believe so much in coffee and their partners. Because we've actually um, you know, Adam works at another coffee shop. I, granted, it's like a church coffee shop. Right. Um, and once the once the, you know, the district manager was like, okay, there's no direct competition because it's in another city, you know, it's fine. Um, but I think that's one of the the big. I wish I had a more specific example of how they're kind of on the forefront. The biggest I think example of in the past, um, in terms of innovation, was the, the espresso bar. No one was doing that until Starbucks. So Howard Schultz. I'm not sure if he mentions it in his book or not, but so he actually does. So he left the company, like went to Italy, and then realized what they were doing with espresso, and was like, "This has to be what we're doing in America." So he came, comes back to the company, establishes the espresso bar, starts making lattes, cappuccinos, like all that stuff, but like on high demand, mm-hmm. um, because they've had espresso machines, you know, since like the 20s. Um, it was invented by an Italian guy, um, and it's called espresso because it comes from the Italian word to mean express or quick. Because he's like. You know, my workers are taking too long of coffee breaks. And so he was an engineer, you know, made, invented the espresso machine. And so, I mean, if you look at the worldwide impact of the espresso machine and what is done, like Starbucks is almost entirely responsible for that, for making the espresso machine a household like object, not in the sense that it's in everyone's house, mm-hmm. but everyone knows, has heard of an espresso machine, has heard of espresso beans. Um, so in terms of kind of being on the forefront of that, they are the, the cafe practices I talked about. Fair trade is phenomenal, but it only works for small farms and small conglomerates. And it's not super applicable to a global corporation like Starbucks. But Starbucks still believes so much in that, in those beliefs. And we also partner um, 
with Conservation International as well. And so Starbucks, I think, is on the forefront of just really providing um, providing goods and services um, to people um, in the sense of like, yes, we're doing this because it's going to make us money, but also because we're not just impacting a company, but we're impacting the environment, the communities. Um, and so I think that's probably the best modern example I can give in terms of innovation on the forefront is just the globalization of philanthropy. Okay, as we're wrapping up, um, what would you say are a couple of lessons that you've learned um, at Starbucks that like you're going to take with you from Starbucks into whatever you're going to do next? Yeah. Um, hmm, that's a great question. I think one of the things, one of the biggest things I've taken away is that um, at the end of the day, you have to decide what's what's worth getting upset about and what's not. As I've said before, like some customers will just be uh, very rude or very over the top. And that's the same for anyone who's in like, you know, food service or retail. Like some people just, you're a human. I'm going to take out all my problems on you. Um, and so at the end of the day, we have a, we have a joke at my job where we're like, you know, it's just coffee. It's just, it's just beans and water. Coffee is just beans and water. So anytime it's like stressful and it's crazy, we're just like, it's just beans and water. And like, don't freak out about it. Like, we're going to get the job done. It's going to be great. People are going to enjoy that. Um, I think that's probably what a big lesson is just not sweating. We're not getting overwhelmed. Because um, Starbucks is definitely a job where, um, so actually the hiring process, like we have very specific things we look for in an employee because it's like this idea of you can't just, We've learned by experience through trial and error that you can't just hire anyone for Starbucks. Mm-hmm. We've hired some people and they've failed and we've had to let them go or they've quit um, because they couldn't keep up. They couldn't handle it. Um, and so I think um, learning that respect, like respecting myself more because of what I'm doing and being able to realize that the, some customers comments like at the end of the day are meaningless um, because like I know what I'm doing. I believe in what I'm doing um, and I'm good at what I'm doing. Great. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Today, Absolutely. Jesse. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate yeah. it. So what are some ways if we wanted to be able to reach out to you? I mean, Twitter handle, Instagram, anything like that. If there's any, anything that you would want us to have followers, if they wanted to get in contact with you or ask you any more questions, is there any yeah. ways that they could get in contact with you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my so my Twitter handle, my Instagram um, is just Jesse Messi with an I at Messi um, two seven. So J E S S E M E S S I two seven. Um, so yeah, it's my Instagram and my Twitter. Um, feel free to tweet at me any questions or um, follow me on Instagram. I tend to post pictures about coffee and travel and all the like. So um, that's something I'm very interested about. And anyone who's in the Canton area. Um, currently working at the Nobles Pond store, but I actually will be transferring to the Belden Village store here in about a month or so. They're opening a uh, we're opening a brand new location for the same store, so the same people are going to go there. Um, but corporate is trying to get more drive-throughs out there, and so because the current Belden one is not a drive-through, they've built them a new one. It's the one that's right next to Chipotle. Right. No, I know exactly where it's at. So I'll be transferring there at the beginning. So yeah, anyone can just come visit me, come say hey. I can talk about this forever. So awesome. Thanks a lot. We really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. I absolutely love that interview with Jesse because you could just hear the passion in his voice for Starbucks. And that's why we started this podcast because of our passion for learning. Now, on the next episode of the Learner's Corner podcast, we're going to be talking about Disney. And Disney is an organization that we love, just like Starbucks. We love learning from. 
The best way to make sure that you don't miss our next episode is by subscribing to our podcast on iTunes. And if this podcast has helped you in any way, leave a rating and write a review of the podcast on iTunes. If you want to continue the conversation, you can like our Facebook page or follow us on Instagram at The Learner's Corner or follow us on Twitter and our handle is at Learner's Podcast. Until next time, keep learning, keep growing. Thank you.